Welcome to the Art and Science of Eating. I'm Jessica Begg, Registered Dietitian and Clinical Counselor. I worked for 15 years in programs for the treatment of eating disorders. I now help those that struggle with emotional eating and their relationship with their body. This podcast is where I answer questions to help people along this bumpy journey to creating peace with both food and their body. Okay. Do you hear that on that side? It says recording. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that just me? No. The weird, all right. <laughs> oh, okay. I am ready. Okay. Well, I'm ready to. I should lead you in first because they'll be like, okay. <laughs> I'm the worst <laughs> podcaster. I hate doing this. I, I love the conversation. I shouldn't say it. I love the conversations, but I hate the act of recording and putting it on and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Yes. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. I hear you got a question. I do. I do. Um, So I guess my question is really around exercise. And um, when I sought treatment for my eating disorder last fall, um, one of the things that I was realizing when I was like educating myself about um, health at every size and intuitive eating, um, is just the way in which like diet culture um, really has sort of dictated like even my beliefs around exercise and it's kind of really intertwined um, exercise and weight loss. And I started to kind of realize that like I had this expectation that if I was working out, I would be losing weight. And so the cycle would happen that like, I would start working out and, you know, quote unquote, eating healthy. And then I wouldn't see results either way (laughs) by not losing weight. And then I would become discouraged. And then one of them would fall off. Either I would stop exercising or I would stop eating healthy. So there was this like expectation that I had put on myself that not only am I exercising, I'm eating like perfectly and I'm losing weight. And when I wasn't able to deliver on like all fronts, it would be really discouraging and like really disappointing. So over the last few months, I've kind of made the decision that like, or when I had initially sought treatment, I had made the decision, like, I'm going to stop all sort of like really formal forms of exercise, like in a gym or anything like that, because I had seen that I was setting up these expectations for myself and I've really kind of just been doing like more of like a light movement, like walking my dog and doing some like gentle yoga and all that sort of stuff. But in the recent months, I've really been like craving just like exercise, like in a more formal setting, getting like a good sweat going, building up some strength and really kind of like diving back into that world. (laughs) I'm a little bit nervous that I'm going to like fall back into old ways. And so I guess my question is like, how do you, how do you separate the belief that like, when you exercise, you lose weight? How do you separate those two things, exercise and weight loss? Yeah, because you're right. Like people go on, it's so tightly linked. People will do these mm-hmm. things where they're like, okay, I'm going to do this whole thing. Like her as a hurrah, like I'm going to mm-hmm. 
focus on my food and and my my exercise and so when one goes off the other one falls off with it yeah also so that makes sense I like that you made that break from exercise so that you can really reevaluate your relationship with with activity because it it has been a part of the self-harm cycle of I'm doing this as some sort of even though it has this guise of being healthy, it often is employed in these very self-harm ways. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to work out this prescribed amount and then, you know, no pain, no gain and all yeah. these things that are really not nice. So yeah. often people will even sever themselves from activity entirely because they're just like, just even the thought is just so, um, it's just so harmful that I just don't want to do it anymore. So Mm -hmm. I like that you're considering going back into it and you're right. Like, how do we do it? Um, First things first is I think I always questioned the gym and it may be toxic gym culture of Mm -hmm. how I just, I find it really difficult to create a relation, a happy relationship with your body in that space. People are going to come at me probably about that are really, (laughs) (laughs) we were religious about going to the gym this, but I just find that there's lots of mirrors, um, machines with numbers. It really focuses on changing the body that, that I am doing it for weight loss. So I think that that would be the first thing to evaluate is, am I thinking about going into spaces that may not be safe to be able to, to be safe with just your body? Yeah. The second thing that I would think about is how to then also separate. And maybe this is the first thing is separating the connection between diet and exercise, this idea of calories in calories out, or that exercise is to change your body. Because I think that when you put in those layers of expectations, you're not doing it for things that will be motivating in the long run. For instance, if you're going to the gym, and you're going to go to the gym, and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm going to do this to lose X amount of pounds. We know that that just plays into this weight cycling cycle. There's all sorts of disappointment, basically setting yourself up for disappointment. So it's not Mm -hmm. going to be a sustainable practice of going to the gym because yeah, you're going there, you're trying to lose weight and it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen in the way that you want to, or your weight stays, it remains the same. It's, it's using outcomes that are not really, I don't know, fulfilling, let's say. Yeah. However, if you can separate it from that and separate it from food too. So, and I'll get to that too around sports nutrition, but separating it so that it's a separate, separate wheel on this or separate spoke on this wheel of self-care and health that we Mm -hmm. exercise not to change your body, but just the way, like I use an, another kind of analogy of maybe brushing your teeth. You brush your teeth to maintain your, you know, oral health. And now we've connected it to heart issues and all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> you brush your teeth, not calories in, calories out. And to me, exercise is that separate. Is that exercise should be for things like 
keeping your legs strong, keeping your arms strong so that you can um, do the activities. For me, keeping my body strong so that I can sit here for long periods of time doing my job, you know, like I need to stretch and that kind of stuff to maintain our bodies to be able to do the things that we do or to bring us to the activities that we want to do. There's some maintenance in that regard that we do Mm -hmm. just like brushing our teeth. So if we can keep it in that realm, then it makes more sense. And that is something that we can keep maintaining. Because if I'm sitting here at my desk, if I'm not stretching ever, there's pain and there's other signals that I can cue into just like the way that we eat in terms of hunger fullness cues. If we're not doing it for weight loss, then we want to cue into hunger fullness cues. Activity has that same kind of things like, oh, my back is kind of tight and sore. So maybe going for some walks or stretching, those kinds of things make more intuitive sense of why we do it. And it Mm -hmm. that disheartening activity. Yeah. Yeah. I find even just like, my motivations for wanting to get back into some sort of formal exercise is way different than it used to be. I mean, I still have like the the, the little voice in the back of my head that's saying like, maybe you'll look this way. But I think Mm -hmm. the vast like majority of my motivation is really just coming from like wanting to feel strong and wanting to like Mm -hmm. be more in tune with my body. So I, it's, it's, difficult and I think that's just where the hesitation is coming from in actually like going back and going to the gym is that like is this going to be a really triggering experience for me and one of the things that I've been sort of looking into is are there body positive gyms in the Vancouver area and unfortunately there's not that many and the ones Mm -hmm. that there are they're really expensive so it's like there's such a space for that but it's just it's not really attainable unfortunately Yeah. And it might even be looking at things that aren't really, you know, that kind of focused to like that focused activity. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's to reframing your idea of what activity could be. And I think that that's also part of when people are doing those like big pushes to do like, I'm going to do this new exercise regimen and it's kind of come with this meal plan is that that's what you think that you need to do in order to be active because that's what you've done in the past yeah, have to be, it could be just making play dates, basically, like meeting up with your friends and going yeah. out for hikes, um, you know, whatever, going swimming, like it doesn't have to be um, signing up for thing, something necessarily, but again, yeah. flowing just like with our, you know, making that connection with food is that we don't eat the same way from week to week too, is that our ac- exercise can um, ebb and flow with seasons. So it's summertime right now, we can be outside more and doing that kind of stuff. And maybe in the winter, yeah. time, there's other winter activities that you might do. Yeah, there's also other little ways that you can find strength um, in terms of moving. So um, I have a client that she was so active in her regular day to day, but was feeling like because she wasn't doing that, what we would describe as being active, she didn't feel like like she was an active being, but she really was. She was doing all sorts of gardening and she was, she was stretching in between um, meetings as well and going out for walks. There was all sorts of tons of stuff that she was doing that she was undervaluing as activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's tough to like, get your mindset into acknowledging that some things that you do, like on a day to day basis, uh, is actually like physical movement. Mm -hmm. Because we're trained to think that 
you have to be going like a hundred percent in order to be like getting any sort of results. So that yeah. is true. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's, that's the different, that's the shift too, right? Because it's not getting results. And when you say results immediately, my brain goes to, Oh, like weight loss. Right. Yeah. So yeah. People will say, well, what's the point if I'm not losing weight, what, what's the even point of doing activity? And I think yeah. that that's where you get that black and white thinking. Well, there, well, yeah. Cause there is no point <laughs> if, mm-hmm. you're, if you're working out for weight loss, but when you start opening it up to, yeah, I'm maintaining and keeping my strength and agility and all sorts of other things, flexibility, then it's like, oh, actually that opens my mind to a whole bunch of different stuff of how do I maintain my body? And it could be as simple as I don't want to say it's simple, but it's not like gardening is a really heavy thing, depending (laughs) on how big your yard is, I guess, but are are small for us in Vancouver, where it's just like usually a couple pots. (laughs) But (laughs) but, um, yeah, you can be active without having to do those big pushes that you may have done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just about um, finding something that's going to work for me. So Mm -hmm. I think I need to try a few different options, but I think at least my mindset has shifted like Mm -hmm. way more than it was back in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know what I would also, as you're, as you're approaching this idea and because you've taken a, a nice long break from it is thinking about how to do it in really comfortable ways. This is the other kind of cautionary kind of thing to, to note is because sometimes when people have left their past activity and have taken a a break, their idea of I've got to get back to the way I was before. And I was Mm -hmm. doing that big push. So rethinking about again, and with this idea of you can get activity in all sorts of ways, but also how do I, do it in a real self-care nurturing way of reintroducing it in my life. So it could be for some people of let's just get my shoes on and allow myself to go for a walk for as long as I feel like not doing it a prescribed thing of, okay, get your shoes on and you've got to walk for 20 minutes and you got to do it, blah, 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 like all sorts of yeah. really rigid ways. It should yeah. be my, my thought to it would be, just get just like you would do it with any other thing of trying to to get somebody warmed up to the idea we would do it in really gentle ways of like let's just come outside and take a look (laughs) and you know just bring your shoes and just see and we'll just be here for as long as you like and then you come back so that you can keep recreating positive experiences with it again as soon as you don't like it as soon as it's uncomfortable go back and end Mm -hmm. it so that you're like, okay, I only have to do as much as I like. And then that's, yeah. and then we get, we have fun and then we're out there more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great place to start. That's for sure. Good. Good. I look forward to hearing how it goes. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Nicole. Anything else that you wanted to? Um, I don't think so. Okay, good. Well, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you. Take care. This podcast is for education and information purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team to discuss what is right for you and your care.